0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to listen. another episode of LGBTQ Plus South Africa podcast. Today, I have my guest, Mr. Chris Tauter, in the house. Literally, in the house. And we're going to talk about some bearish things, because um, Chris is best known locally as the founder of the Bearfest South Africa event that
1: started in 2013, I think was the first one, or was it 2014? 2014, we started in 2014, and it, it was conceptualized in 2013, and then we started in 2014 with the first one. December of 2014, that's right. Yes, and all the Decembers after that for five years. Good, it was a good run. It was. Chris, let me get
0: this out of the way first, before people ask me, like, who's this guy? Tell us about you. Where do you fit into the LGBTQ plus letter arrangement?
1: Well, what do you do? um, I grew up um, wanting to become a preacher or something to that effect, um, lost my faith along the way and basically fell out of the closet at about 16, kicked the doors open and decided I needed to be who I wanted to be. But because of the fact that I wanted to go into religion, uh, my young teenage years were very fraught with the whole religion um, and sexuality thing. Mm. Um, but I made peace with it and around about 16 I jumped out of a closet and my 20s I was basically a club kid, um, loved going to all kinds of gay clubs in Pretoria, Stardust was probably the most legendary and yes, later on got tired of a club scene, as one and, does. Yeah, as one does. <laughs> especially if you do it every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Mm. watching the drag shows back then. And, yeah, I found the bears along the way, the bear community, and realized uh, the more I read up about it, the the philosophy behind bears, apart from my unique physique, Hmm. um, just the whole philosophy behind the bears spoke to me. Okay. Just to put into perspective for our listeners who don't know you,
0: Um, When you say you came out at 16, you obviously knew long before that, that you were, I'm going to say gay, because I know you identify as gay.
1: Yes, I basically realized uh, from a very, very, very early age, I think probably about three or four, Sure. um, I knew I was different, I knew I was attracted to men. I just didn't know what it was, or how to categorize it, or that it was weird or different. Mm. I, I I suppose you have that sense of it being different. Well, because you grow up
0: in in what is the narrative of the time, yes, you know, which is predominantly mm. heterosexual, boy meets girl, boy falls in love, gets married, has kids. Mm. You know, if that's if that's your frame of reference of what love and relationship is, then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I suppose the only way I really realized it was watching things like um, The Man from Atlantis and perving on pa- Patrick Duffy and uh, when Dynasty came up, there were certain male characters that you went, "Ooh, I like looking at that. I don't know why I like looking at mm. that, but I definitely like looking at that. Yeah. That's another thing we need to
0: clarify because you're mentioning these these TV shows that some of the younger listeners might not know. Even though Dynasty has, has been a remade. Yeah, it had, it had a remade. But I mean, when, when you
1: say you were into the club scene <laughs> in your 20s, what was that? Was that the 80s or the 90s? That was the 90s to the 2000s. Okay. It was during that period. Uh, I remember um, spending New Year's Eve of 1999 in the club, waiting for the 2000s to to dawn, um, with lots of ecstasy in my system, listening to Prince, partying like year. it's 1999. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I'm sure that was a memorable evening. And back then, I was a photographer for the club, okay. for Stardust. So all those memories are photographed, and it's amazing looking back at it. Oh, nice we might want to post some of them.
0: Yeah, we can do that. Cuz that's that's something that I myself am not familiar with at all. Um in my 20s and 30s when I was going out a lot, it's all about the rock and the heavy metal scene, mm-hmm. you know. So that's where I went. Also because of me being such a late bloomer in my sexuality um and then having to figure out what bisexuality is when I'm getting so much different input from different people. Um you know, so that that whole scene when, when those clubs um, had a special place for people in their 20s, I missed, like, mm. completely.
1: Um, but I've heard about it. And definitions it was, definitions make things d- difficult because uh, one person's definition of bisexual might not fit another person's definition. Mm. Yeah, look, that brings me to the next point.
0: When you were saying that you then discovered bears um, and you found that not just because of your physique... But also the philosophy of the bears um, made you feel like that that's the place where you fit in best or where you um, identify best. So what are a couple of definitions of what a bear is? Since obviously there's more than one. I know I myself subscribe much more to the physical chubby. definition, <laughs> like big guys, whether it's muscular or chubby, preferably mm-hmm. chubby, um, hairy, often, not always. Um, but I know there's there's other definitions. Not everyone sees it that way. When it comes to uh,
1: look, when it when it comes to preference, um, it, if you know me, I'm I'm pretty much open to everybody. I Slap. I am not big I'm not <laughs> that big on looks, but I do have this uh, mental idea of what I find find extremely attractive and chest hair, body hair, definitely um, larger men especially taller or huskier type of men, burlier kind of men. Mm, mm. Um, but it, it's never been my sole idea of what a bear is supposed to be. My, my concept started with a whole, um, le- maybe I should step back and say that during my 20s and 30s, I had two drag queens living with me. So I was very much aware of the bitchiness and, and that kind of drag part. Culture. Yeah, the drag oh. culture, that 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 part of the gay culture. And the more I read up about the acceptance um of people in the, the bear community, um, that really spoke to me. That I don't care really who you are, whether you're a bear in the Physical, um, sense. physical sense, or whether you're a chaser, um, it didn't really matter. Everybody was welcome to the party, mm. and everybody was supposed to be nice to each other. Mm. Uh, reality is op- often not the same as the ideal. The ideal, yeah. but still, the, the Bay culture has uh, shown me that acceptance in what is defined as a Bay culture is much bigger than in the general gay culture. And that's actually quite sad because as a community, we need to stand together and and especially the young bunch, I don't think they realize just how easily things can change and our rights can be taken away from us.
0: Mm. And you don't need to look far. I mean, you look in the news, uh, some of our neighboring countries, I read, I think it was yesterday, an article about Someone who is trying to get his um, newly born twins back to Namibia. Yes. Because mm. um, they don't recognize same gender unions. That's a and very sad Now story. he's stuck in South Africa mm. with um, the twins that were born from a surrogate mom. And um, his husband is still in Namibia... Who I believe is a Mexican gentleman. Mm -hmm. So it's all sorts of like discrimination and unfairness. And in this day and age, where we think that you know
1: equality is so close, and people are even if you look at what's going on in America currently. um, I mean, that's supposed to be land of the free and 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 live your life. Mm. Um, it, It is so obvious what is. What certain people in certain organi- organizations are trying to do um, with gay rights And, and thing, the, the setbacks that we had over the past four years Or the American LGBTQ mm, mm. community had in the past four years And w- we shouldn't live under this, this idea that it can't happen to us mm. And the day that it happens, it's only then that you realize how much you need your community and how much your community needs to stand together. Um, I think that's the nice thing about the period in which I came out. Uh, Although uh, being gay was still illegal in South Africa back then, you had your community standing up and speaking out. And yeah, you had to deal with the police every now and again, but we learned how to deal with them.
0: Yeah. See, luckily, a lot has changed since since then. Um, because, I mean, even back then, it's it's a very strange thing to find that a minority divides within itself to have animosity between groups. Um, and, I mean, I can see why the Bayer philosophy would appeal to people who don't fit into that criteria or that mold of you need to be this skinny and you need to dress like this and dance like this and wear these yeah, labels. and like you can't just be music, yeah. the person like the normal human being that you are you need to to fit in with the community you need to now like you know tick all the boxes so to speak so to then have a, a, a sub culture of, of people who are like just be who you are and you're welcome mm. you know um, it's definitely appealing because I mean I've, I've met some some skinnier people who reckon themselves bears or part of the bear community. Yes. And it's because they don't see themselves fitting in anywhere else. Like they're not the, the queen or the twink or the, you know, they're
1: just a normal guy. At (laughs) at the end of the day, to me, labels, um, they, they, everybody says don't label, Hmm. but labeling is a way that You identify yourself and try and figure out where you fit into the bigger scheme of things. So labels are not a taboo in my mind. Mm. But your label should be defined by you, not by anybody else. I was going to say, it feels like a flip on the perspective that you're talking about, where it's not like a label is
0: given and you try and live up to it. It's more like, I am who I am. Where
1: are other people like that? These, These are the general labels out there. Now start taking I am 80% bear I am 10% drag queen mm. I am Whatever Whatever makes you You yeah. And that's a journey that you need to undertake That each person needs to undertake And they need to undertake it at various stages Of their lives and redefine themselves Because as you know um, Things are Relative To a certain Time period in your life?
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, we don't stay the same people all through our lives. So, um, yeah, I think you've just uh, answered my final question <laughs> that I have on this little prep sheet. So we'll we'll backtrack a bit. What then inspired you um, to to come up with Bearfest or to to create a South African event aimed at bears getting together and socializing annually? Um, and what did you hope to achieve with it in those in those early early years? I remember we watched so many documentaries in 2013 about the bear culture internationally, and I mean it's 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 a thing pretty much everywhere in, in every country where you have it's LGBTQ communities. It's
1: huge in other countries. Uh, in South Africa, not that much, uh, but the South African gay community is is still a relatively small community, and the bear community. I mean, guys from my generation that are gay are probably doing exactly what their families expected of them. They are married with kids and very deeply in the closet. Mm. So that bearish kind of community is is even smaller in this country than than what it needs to be. But um, I, I went onto Facebook and started looking for are there any uh, bear kind of events or places I can go to meet like-minded people and I found the Pretoria Bears and was very nervous going to the first event they used to meet on Wednesday evenings it's a pity that that actually also ran diary, mm. right um, it's really I think of you as
0: like you know being there from the beginning, but no, you said there was there was some form of beer culture before you even got involved. Yes. With there,
1: there was like about fifteen or twenty people that would get together on a Wednesday evening, get together at a restaurant and have a meal and chat and carry on. And I saw this this little community that happened on a Wednesday. Um, and I later saw there's one in Joburg that's happening, and there's one in Cape Town that's happening. And I thought to myself, why not try and get everybody together and, and just show that there is an event that is an alternative to clubbing? Um, and why not just make it a weekend? Mm. But also keeping in South Africa the South African spirit of inclusivity, uh, you have to make it as affordable as possible. Mm. And that's where the juggling started with BearFest to see how affordable you can make it without having it be crappy. Mm. And that was always the knife's edge. Especially since you're trying to pull people from all
0: over the country. Yes. Um, You know, some people would obviously live closer to whichever venue was decided on than some other people, but it shouldn't be so expensive to get up to Pretoria from Cape Town that you just immediately dismiss it and go, "Ah, we'll never be able to attend BFS South Africa because it's just too far and too
1: expensive. Yeah, and that's why I went out of my way to try and organize transport. If someone uh, went through the trouble of flying up from Cape Town, I would try and group them together so that they would travel from the airport to wherever the venue might be um, to try and save costs like that or getting people that live in the Kempton Park area to shuttle people over. And it's also a nice way of, for people to get to know each other mm. um, if they meet at the airport. And like, hi, I'm a stranger, and I'm getting into a car in with a you and going place, to yeah. a, a strange place for a, for activities that, that are unbeknownst um, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And a lot and, of them were group the activities, activities as well. The dynamic in the beginning was really awesome. The way... People met each other and, and that, that thought, that basic um, core thought of Bearfest definitely was there the first two or three years. Mm. I think everyone was keen to
0: be part of something big where they felt they belong. Mm. You know, I think some of those people might not have been attending the the weekly or the bi-weekly um, bear gatherings in their area. So to then be made aware of a thing where, you know, there's a community getting together for an annual event, I think that made some people aware of the smaller events and, and things in their area as well.
1: Yeah, and they, and they started getting together in, in the smaller communities after Bearfest mm. and even starting their own chapters of um, bears in Secunda, for instance. Yeah, places I, like I that.
0: remember that. Um, <coughs> I think I belonged to a couple of them on the Facebook social media pages um, even though some of them were, were far to attend, um, I usually went to the, the Pretoria one, mm-hmm. obviously, for the pizza and, uh, you know, just community yeah, and yeah you, were, you and were still in Joburg back in those days, in Benoni? In, in the beginning, area. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Originally in Boxburg, mm-hmm. Benoni area. Um, but it was also, uh, when we when we get to the episode on bisexuality and my whole journey through that, yeah. back then I also wasn't as visible You know, I didn't feel I could be as visible by attending some of these things where there's going to be pictures on Facebook and people are going to have questions. And um, not because I felt I had to hide, but because I myself didn't understand,
1: you know. And you weren't at a point, you weren't at the point in your life, like we spoke about earlier, that point in your life where you need to take the next Mm. step. Mm. Which is a decision that no one can make
0: for you. No, that coming out thing—like one of the, one of the things I hate the most—is when I hear how people out other people. Yes. Um, I mean, the damage it can do to that person and to his family structure and, and employment, even. Yeah, you, you have know, no right. To, you have no right to do that to another person. Do you feel though that with the with the different groups, Bay um, chapters as you call them? Do you think it it became too much like I understand that you that you want to have a bear chapter in your area um because it's easier to attend and it's more possible to go regularly uh, and you want to have friends you know close to you so you can get together even outside of just the bear events and just have a braai or whatever um but then I felt like it got to a point where there were there were so many, which isn't really the problem, but it felt like some friction was being caused between. Some of the the groups, I don't know why, <laughs> you know, because like we say, it's all about community. But it just it just feels like if you look at the timeline, it's more or less when there were the most subcategories of bear um, get-togethers that bear fest started becoming trickier to organise. Mm-hmm. Not just because it grew. I mean, every year it went from strength to strength, which was which was good. And I think that's where a lot of your grey hair came from. Because you tried to accommodate everyone, and you're a very hands-on kind of organizer, Um, but it's just—I mean—it had a strong run, and then just before 2020 hit, anyway, it felt like it was becoming really difficult for people to, you know, sit around the same table, so to speak. Yeah, for
1: some reason, things became very clicky, Um, and and clicks forming is a normal human dynamic, Mm. but. I don't know. There there seems to be some infighting that happened along the way. And I I personally am not aware of exactly what happened there. Mm. Um, It's sad. It's sad that it happened. It's sad that it pushed me to the point where I gave up and said, it's just not worth it. It's not worth my time going through all this trouble and people not building a community, but actually... um, Mm. Using bare later on as a platform to to segregate themselves at the same kind of same venue. Mm. Uh, that to me was really sad. Yeah, instead of pulling together, they end up like yeah pushing apart. But I don't know if it was because of the the smaller area groups. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to to tell you there. I I never really thought and analyzed no. it. It's it's one of those things. I mean,
0: because I I be BFS a lot. It was a highlight of my yearly calendar. Um, so I, I don't believe I'm the only person that would love to have it back again. I mean, in fact, I know for a, I know for a fact that uh, more than one person has told me like they they wish fest would be a thing again. Um, do you think that's that's possible? Um, that everyone has maybe, whatever those those differences were, have put them aside. Because there's also this new faces coming to the Bay, the smaller Bay events now, every now and then. Mm. Um, so it's not the same old crowd. Uh, and they don't even know what, what beer fest was. It would be nice for them to also
1: experience, you know, something really special like that. Yeah, currently, uh, what um, I am still involved with, uh, at a very small scale, is... Basically, uh, organizing Bear Weekends at uh, Die Vindpombe, which is a males-only uh, resort just outside of Pretoria. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have any other entertainment or, or events or... Um, the MC and the fanfare. Yes, and the music. Yeah. It's basically just getting together <clears throat> and spending a weekend on uh, at Die Pomp. Um, and it works pretty well I mean, I've, meet, I've met people there Bears that I've never met in my life mm-hmm. um, And maybe I should ask the question of Why you never saw these people, these guys before Maybe it's the fact that It is a much more of an anonymous kind of venue You don't really have photographs being taken For Facebook, etc, etc Maybe that is part of why it is so successful. Because they, they do get fully booked out. And, but people aren't really in each other's spaces. So there's no community building. Mm. So it still misses the point. Yeah. For me, at least. Well, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you, can we
0: expect a return of Bearfest at Windpump instead of the previous venues where they were. Um, but I definitely think that it is something
1: that should be considered. And something that can still work. Um, if, if enough people start nagging me, I might just. <laughs> I'll check the comments. I'll open the <laughs> comments for them. well thanks Chris. Thank you for the chat. Yeah, it's, it's a,
0: a pleasure. Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll probably see you back in some other topics because you're an educated local LGBTQ plus guy.
1: Again. Thanks.